Uh, I've used the worst app I think I've ever used. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. That's low praise. I know. Uh, and it's uh, for audiobooks.com. Whenever I pause my podcasts, mm-hmm. um, the audiobook app just takes over and it's like, I'm playing audio now. Oh, I hate that. Like, no, no you're, no, you're not. And I've, I've forced quit the app <laughs> and it's still like, no, I'm back again. Oh, how is that even possible? I don't know, and it is infuriating. Yes, yeah. just just use Audible, honestly. Yeah, this is not an ad for Audible. Just use Audible. Bitrate, another podcast about podcasting. Um, why don't you introduce yourself? Yeah, I'm Brendan Hutchins. I am the creator of Podcast Advocate Network. I host a few other podcasts. Uh, and I talk a lot about podcasts. I, I listen to them all day long, and so I have a lot of opinions, and I share those with people whether they want to hear it or not. <laughs> yes. Uh, I can get behind that as someone with also lots of opinions. Um, I'm Mark Stedman, <laughs> developer of Podient, the um, the the snarling um, three-headed guardian at the gates of podcasting that nobody asked for. <laughs> <laughs> the defender of the medium that nobody wanted. Um, I also host Beware of the Leopard and Thread. I wanted it. You were, Oh, thank you. Thanks, mate. That makes me feel better. Um, we were doing a show called Platform, and then um, that's sort of mainly about Podient stuff, but then there's so much more cool podcasting stuff that we want to talk about. Then, um, Absolutely. Hence, hence, uh, hence this thing. Um, tell me all about Infinite Dial. Yeah, Infinite Dial is uh, a, a yearly... Uh, survey put on by oh, what's the name of the place? Edison Research. I was going to say Edison, but I thought that was a guess. Yeah, they uh, they they survey uh, two thousand people from um, January to February of each year through uh, through mobile uh, mobile and landline calls. Mm-hmm. And you know, I've got I've got thoughts about that. But <laughs> um, they uh, they asked people about they started. Uh, I think it was twenty years ago. Um, is what they just announced. And since, you know, radio was moving to the internet, they're like, well, I guess there's like an infinite dial now. You can kind of like search all over uh, for, for different. Yeah. And so, uh, I thought that was, I thought that was pretty cool. I, I listened to the, um, they, they do a Facebook live video now where they go through all the slides. And I was listening to that yesterday. Some pretty cool information. I just skipped forward to the, to the podcast stuff because the rest of it, I I I, that, I don't listen to terrestrial radio. I don't listen on a smart device. I do listen to audiobooks uh, as we <laughs> just mentioned, but uh it's it's really like I I have to be really through all of my podcasts to be able to get to thinking that I should listen to an audiobook. Mm. Um but uh but yeah, Infinite Dial um they they What's, what what I really like about Infinite Tile in their research is that they've been doing it consistently for 20 years and you can now see long-term trends mm-hmm. and it's just it's just really um it's really great. We have some links in the show notes for the 2018 Infinite Tile um research and answers and you can just can see a whole bunch of cool trends. See, one of the questions that was on Infinite Dial was your familiarity with podcasts, the term podcasts. And it's that 64% of the people surveyed. And some people were asking if that means that we don't need to talk about what a podcast is anymore. Ooh. And 
I don't know. I don't know that that's necessarily the case. Sixty four percent. I mean, that's more than half. That's good. Yes. You know, back in twenty sixteen, it was just passed halfway. I think I, I have two thoughts. I have the, the there's the um, there's the strand that goes. It doesn't matter in terms of what I'm about to say. Yeah. Um. And there's the strand that that wants to keep podcast to mean a specific thing and that's a, that's a it's going to be a losing battle mm-hmm. because we a few years ago we lost the battle over blog um and people say you know i posted a new blog and that's not the case you posted to your blog your blog is not a single entry your blog <laughs> is the list but we lost that battle i love you so much <laughs> but we, <laughs> but we lost that battle um and um, as much as I am the the Cerberus guarding the gates of podcasting that nobody wanted, uh, there is there is I, I don't want to say confusion because most people will say, "Well, I'm not confused about what a podcast is." Right. A podcast is a piece of right. audio um, that is found on the internet, and my definition is 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 less broad than that. But that the, there's a degree to which that doesn't matter to the to the average consumer um and so mm-hmm. i'm going to try and be a little less mark about it and um just say that <laughs> you know the, the, if if there's an understanding of uh it's a piece of audio that's delivered that you find somehow on, on the internet uh, whether it be through stitcher premium or it be through um anchor or um you know mm-hmm. soundcloud or any of these others that i wouldn't consider necessarily traditional podcasts right to to, to this audience that does not matter right um and it you know it only matters to to people to whom it matters yeah exactly uh the speaking of soundcloud um i know that there's been debate in the podcast community about whether they're going to go under for you know a couple of years or at least abandon all podcasts and stuff. Uh, I saw on the pod to pod Slack a little bit ago, somebody was doing some scraping of where podcasts are hosted mm. and SoundCloud was number one by like by twice as much as the next. Yes. Um, I can corroborate that. I've done, I've done a similar scrape. Yeah. I, I didn't realize how, like I, I knew a lot of people were on there, but. I didn't realize how dominant that was. So did you take a look at the infinite dial research and, and um, analytics and stuff that came from that? Um, I had a look at the um, the infographic and uh, to begin with, mm-hmm. and um, I'm really intrigued by 19% of people increasing the speed of podcasts. Yeah, only. Or is, is that high? No, I, I, think that's, I, I think that's high. I'm surprised. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, I'm surprised that nearly, what, one in five people. Um, yeah thinks to do that and uh yeah i think that's interesting and i i I actually you will probably know this more than i do because i'm not sure off the top of my head whether the apple podcasts app has that facility it does yeah okay well there you go um i think i think if it didn't that number would be a lot smaller but well you know that would be the case with all of these numbers um yeah exactly but i yeah i i do find that um I, I I'm quite surprised. I think that's high, but you 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 obviously uh, think differently. Yeah, I uh, you know after you've explained your <laughs> position, I, I, I'm incredibly um, <laughs> flexible. <laughs> Somebody makes an argument for something. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You know what? That's a good argument. Um, I, yeah, I was thinking it was kind of low, just because uh, every podcast app that I've seen has the ability to change the speed. Yeah, uh, and. I don't know, like uh, in in the in the bubble of podcast listening that I'm in, 
everybody is talking about it all the time yeah. and uh and <laughs> speed listening and and super listening and all that kind of stuff is a, is always a topic that comes up it's a badge of honor yeah and so i i'm definitely in 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 a in a bubble when it comes to that do you do it with audiobooks uh yes yeah i listen ah. um so with libby i have it set to 1.75 yeah speed which you know for Definitely, like for audiobooks, they're intentionally reading slow. Yes. <laughs> they're trying to be enunciate and be very clear. Oh, as you know. And, uh, <laughs> but also some of it is is drama. Um, so, you know, as, yeah. as as a former career, as a, a, a very short-lived career as an audiobook narrator, a lot of it is drama. Now, I think when it's to do with something factual, yeah, I think... It's it's more about getting it into your brain as quickly as possible. But yeah. you know, would you watch Game of Thrones at one point seven five speed? <laughs> I watched. Uh, well, okay, on on rewatches of certain movies, I will um, I will bump up the speed. Wow! Like I re- I rewatched. Um, You're a renegade. <laughs> I rewatched uh, the Avengers movie right before uh, the second Avengers movie was coming out, mm-hmm. and I watched it at like. 1.25 or 1.3 or 4 or something like that mm. on because uh, the PlayStation can do that really easily and or maybe it was QuickTime no it was probably QuickTime and mm-hmm. uh, yeah it was yeah you know it was good like but I'd already seen it so yeah, 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 absolutely <laughs> well there you go <laughs> only seven podcasts per week for the average yes listener. that was my next thing as well so that's up from five from the previous year which is good to see mm-hmm. that more podcasts are being um consumed well, i think one of the comments from the um presenters of infinite dial mentioned that they expect that that is due to the um proliferation of short news podcasts by big outlets like the daily npr um and now vox has a really great um what's that called today explained oh i love that okay. show okay um i'm looking for a new daily show oh yeah oh my gosh today explained fantastic wow it's like i don't know if you've listened to the daily by the new york times no today explained it it, it's a lot like the daily except they have fun with it and they do they do music parodies and they do like uh i mean they did they did an episode about the Mueller investigation and they said it to they, they they did a parody of it of everybody who's been indicted by Mueller set to we didn't start the fire <laughs> and it is hilarious FBI Russian probe scandal all across the globe drinking in a London bar with Papa Davalis witch hunt Donald Trump Robert Mueller busting humps Mike Flynn sessions and Russian politics they they have way too many ads for uh, mattress firm, but other than that, uh, the show is really great. So I highly recommend. I'm just discovering that there is an actual company called Mattress Firm. Oh yeah, I, I didn't realize you were you weren't being generic. No, it's like orange drink. Yes, you have Mattress Firm. Yep. I mean, I get like I get the joke, yep. but also that's it. Mm, okay. Yeah, but yeah, seven podcasts a week. That's that's what the topic was. Um, yeah. On one hand, I'm I'm glad to see it's rising, but on the other, it's it's so low. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's one a day, you know, which cool. If people are listening to one a day. It's going to be, you know, it's always there. But if 
I, if I could only listen to one podcast a day, I have no idea which one I would choose. Oh, that's a great question. We'll have to um, we'll have to revisit that as a, as a, as a little topic. Yeah, Desert Island podcasts. Well, I guess it would be if you if you could choose seven podcasts for per week, that'd be a little bit easier than only one podcast a day. Yeah, you've got a tiny little pebble like. Um, like a Sony MP3 player, <laughs> um, and it can only fit a tiny number of podcasts. Oh, okay, yeah. I'm pretty sure I used to listen to podcasts on my Sony Ericsson phone. <laughs> oh yeah, you're old school. Oh yeah, mate. Yeah, mine. I was I was on an iPod. Uh, that was how I finally I finally got my first iPod in uh, 2007. Oh, same here. Oh yeah, yeah. And so that was how I uh, that was how I did my podcasts. Can you remember the first show you listened to on that iPod? Uh, Probably this week in tech. Oh, okay. Uh, I've I've tried to I've tried to scan my brain back, and yeah. I'm sure it was Apple related. Uh, it might have been, it might have been MacBreak Weekly. It might have been. Oh, it was probably MacBreak Weekly over this week in tech. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's uh, <laughs> and for the longest time, I thought that um, Merlin Mann and Andy Anako were like the biggest names in podcasts because they were like. They were like talked about as guests yes. on the show, but they were like always there, and I was yep. very confused for a long time. And then I realized because I'd only looked at tech stuff that there was like this whole world of podcasts oh, that yeah. I was just narrowly looking at. So yes, indeed. Um, what about you? What was your first podcast? Oh, now um, the first one I, I mean, when it came to like portable devices, um, it was probably. Because I started listening to, I mean, I, you know, going back a few years, but like, let's let's just stick with portable listening. It would have been Smodcast. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I, I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure. And then I definitely remember Answer Me This being one of the first things I I got from the iTunes store. So you were talking about mobile listening, yeah? Uh, did you ever listen on a computer? Like, oh yeah. Was- Podcast listening on a computer a thing for you? Yeah, that was how I discovered podcasts. Um, 2004, maybe? Mm. Four or five. Um, uh-huh. Be safe and say five. And I think it was the Ricky Gervais show. Um, and I was, I was intrigued straight away by this idea that you could get content that would automatically download. And so I tried to find um, a good podcatcher for Winamp um, <laughs> because oh I, Winamp yeah Man, I loved Winamp. Winamp Winamp it really whips the llama's ass I, I've talked before on um on the show packaged when I was interviewed for that about one of my big regrets is that I didn't get into podcasting when I should have um, mm. and it, I think it was because I was listening to quote unquote professionals like I was listening to people that I knew from off of the telly uh, or radio. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Whereas if I'd have started with this week in tech, uh, it, they, they are professionals, but they are not known for another thing. If you know what I mean. Right. Um, yeah. And so, or, or or even you know some of the um, some of the more sort of spit and uh, sawdust shows, I think that would have inspired me to be like, oh, I can do this. Whereas when I listened, I was like, oh, okay, well, you need a studio and you need it all needs to sound right. good. And, right. and I think that's one of my biggest regrets is it took me three, well, four years before I actually made my first show, which is a crying shame. <laughs> yeah. I, I, um, it took me a long time, obviously to, to get into making podcasts. I didn't, um, I didn't ever listen to ever listen to podcasts on a computer like that just never seemed like something 
that would uh, entice me at all. And I like, I, I it, it, until I started making the podcasts on Podient, like the the thought of having a website so mm-hmm. that people could listen with little players and everything just was like, why bother? Mm-hmm. Like, what? What's the point? Why, who would listen on a computer? And then I go and you know, I, then I see Infinite Dials research and. You know, it's it's still in like the thirty percent or something like that where people listen on a computer instead of on uh, a mobile device. Which yeah, I, I just I I can't. I mean, I don't. <laughs> yeah, it's at twenty nine percent this year. Uh, I I just don't understand. I'm to me a podcast is such a mobile entertainment medium. Yes, but it's also that you understand what the word podcast means, and so to you it has a specific meaning. Whereas, right, you know, if I if I produce a show and I want to get, for example, my dad to listen to it, I just give him the web address because it's far easier than, you know, and it's some of the stuff we've tried to tackle with, with the likes of the, the pod two URL is to try and make that stuff easier, but there's still a barrier there. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas everyone understands the web. Um, you know, I think we are now at a stage where most people don't type web addresses into Google. Mm-hmm. They understand that they well. Actually, you know what? No, that's probably not the case. I think web browsers have ushered that in. Yeah, exactly. They they've made the the unibar. Yeah, thing, I think which yeah. is that's that's awesome. what's happened there. Uh, because if they, <laughs> yeah. if they hadn't, people would still be typing www.facebook.com <laughs> oh, yeah. into Google. Yep. Um, <laughs> so with that in mind, uh, there is still a, a a way to go to getting people to listen in an environment that is designed for that listening and is is yeah. mobile first and yeah cuz there's even people who will i think listen to an episode of a podcast on their mobile but through the web browser oh yeah i guess so yeah yeah that's really interesting is there anything as producers or advocates for podcasts that we should do to help people i mean besides just like telling everybody we know is there is there is is there something that we're supposed to be doing to uh, make podcasts more known? That's a really good question, and I I wish I knew the answer. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's the the problem is it's kind of it's it's kind of boring um, to have to explain <laughs> to someone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, whereas, like, if you take for example, I, I I think we've mentioned this before. Like my my thinking of it, and it, it may be wonky, but my thinking of it is because there isn't an overarching and I'm not advocating this but because there isn't an overarching company that is in charge of the podcasts like there is with YouTube um right you can just say oh it's available on YouTube and so you download the YouTube yeah. app and right and then there you go um and I think to a degree iTunes is useful for that but it's not everywhere and it's it's only on apple devices uh, and and windows it's you know um for most people who have android phones which is more than apple uh, more, mm-hmm. more than uh, than have iphones it is you can't there isn't that one place where you say well you, you just just go here and then those that are in the know can pick you know it's it's like with twitter and and tweetbot so people who just want to use twitter will use the twitter app but then people who want a particular experience yep. will use Tweety or Tweetbot or, or you know, a Twitterific. Um, and there isn't a similar thing for podcasts. I don't know if you've uh, followed along in different um, social communities where they've been talking about the latest update to Apple's podcast app, but people are 
it's obviously the most used podcast app by far, but people are abandoning it in troves. <laughs> They're posting on like, why does the Apple podcast app suck now? Like, why, why is it deleting all my podcasts? Why won't it sync properly? Why, why this, wow. why that, why that? I have, I have missed that. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I've, I've seen it on, on multiple Facebook uh, groups, uh, Reddit, the Reddit r slash uh, podcast is like every two days. There's somebody <laughs> posting on that. Um, it's, it's definitely something that people are upset about. Kevin's got um, a write-up on the um, on the stats that we were talking about. We're talking about Kevin from Kevin Goldberg from DiscoverPods.com. I'm being terribly insular. I'm being <laughs> one of them now. I'm, I'm being yeah. I'm being I'm being one of the uh, one of the one of one of the the pod elite that just assumes that everybody knows who we're talking about. <laughs> Become one of them. We'll have a, a link in the show notes to his breakdown of the infinite dial uh, and takeaways from what about podcasts. What. Uh, interesting things happened and um speaking of uh kevin goldberg um mm-hmm. you were interviewed along with 20 other people uh yeah. about your your uh, your insights uh and thoughts on the the future of podcasting yes i was i was very fortunate to be approached by podchaser.com uh cole over there asked me what i was thinking of as the future well, the, the past present and future of uh of podcasts and uh it was uh, quite the honor to be looked at as an authority, especially with the the group of people that I was there with. So yeah, it was uh, John Dryden from Panoply, Dan Franks from Podcast Movement, uh, Mayan Palout from Radio Public, me for some reason, and uh, a bunch of others. Ariel Nissenblatt from Earbuds Podcast Collective. She's really great. And Kevin Goldberg, of course. Yeah. So, you know, for me, like they, they asked like kind of where where you came from what so i gave a little backstory on on my um podcast history and then where i see it going and i i don't know i just i see a lot of innovation lately um mm-hmm. not 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 just innovation but also just experimentation which is really fun um there's, there's a lot more shorter podcasts lately uh and i think that that i think that's helping with the seven podcasts a week as we were talking about before yes. Um, there's a lot more apps. Um, I, I, I keep a folder on my phone of all of, well, not all, but most of the bigger podcast apps and it keeps growing and growing. Um, I like to try out all of them to see, make sure I still love overcast the best. And I always do. Um, Trimscription is, has big, especially for audio dramas and, um, D and D podcasts. Transcription is really becoming huge for the hearing impaired community. So that um, they can enjoy that audio experience as well, um, even if it's you know more difficult for them to to process that. And as somebody who has hearing problems, I I really um, love that that trend is going. Um, and then also like there's there's a new emerging um, trend where uh, podcasts are being completely automated, completely robot. Um, where a robot can write the podcast, can read the podcast, and can post the podcast. So that's a fun look into the future of a, a, a medium where typically it was just humans. Wow. Yeah. Oh, you have you not heard about that? No. Oh, <laughs> yep. <laughs> fun trend. Wow. I mean, because for, for a long time, there's been this thing of um, you could take a, a blog post 
and um, and put it through a speech to text thing, and then that can yeah. get turned turned into a podcast. But I guess w- once you start adding in the the whole thing of something writing yep. the podcast, yep. Wow. Yeah, I I read somewhere recently about how many like just news updates, especially for for smaller, um, maybe less reputable, um news aggregators that that more or less just that copy and link from other bigger news outlets that are just trying to get ad clicks and stuff they mm-hmm. will just use bots to scrape and rewrite other news articles and then post it and try to get seo to to get ad clicks and stuff and so they're they're training bots more and more to just write and rewrite stuff that uh, and apparently now moving on to podcasts Man. yeah but also um, more cool innovations other than uh, our jobs being taken away <laughs> is things like audiograms <laughs> where they, you know, shareable yes. um, little more or less videos, but it's really just you're there for the audio. Yeah. It has a little waveform, which is fun. And uh, I don't know. I just, uh, like I say in, in the thing, I, I can't imagine a future, future without this, um, this audio medium with a whole bunch of random strangers all around the world <laughs> talking to me in my head. <laughs> <laughs> we like our head friends. Yes. And then also, like, um, uh, you know, kind of some of the stuff that you slash I, we have been working on with, with Pod2 and with uh, decentralization using um, the blockchains. And, uh, and that, could be, that could be really interesting in the next, I don't know, two, three years of where we could see podcasts, uh, you know, how, how far it could reach, how... Um, how much it could change like i you've explained blockchain to me and others have exchanged blockchain <laughs> blockchain to me and i get it it's a spreadsheet <laughs> but it's uh in the sky it's still it's still a bit like hard to, hard for me to understand what that really changes for anything let alone for podcasts but mm-hmm. i get it i get that it can do stuff so i'm curious to see where it goes yeah i think i think honestly the the the, the best thing is about it is that um databases are usually and it's it's not quite a database but because it, it it can't store very complex information but if you need you know for effectively a few columns of data and then many many thousands of rows mm-hmm. um you can have a system where that is distributed and there are multiple points of failure but also that data is not owned by one person so it's a long way off yet but the possibilities are are exciting. Uh, yeah, I th- I feel like the the main takeaways were um, audio dramas are going to be big. Um, uh, mm-hmm. Discovery is still the problem. But Todd said it's fine. And uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, there's still a discovery problem happens happens to be the case. And uh, and then innovation, just like something innovation is going to come people out there are doing stuff and that's going to be cool yeah i, I think it's interesting that you've got um the likes of uh, of just jessica, jessica style from the washington post saying that discovery is still a problem mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um i think it's interesting that they talk about advertising still being a problem and i, I feel like that's yeah doing pretty well but then that's slightly an outsider looking in but. yeah yeah i mean yeah it's really interesting right because on some podcasts like Washington Post, The Daily, uh, NPR shows, they have this breadth of alternate um, advertisers that they can kind of pull from. 
um, mm-hmm. people who are used to advertising and everything, but where the the scrappy startup podcast universe that that has mostly been out here is all pulling from uh, Squarespace, Casper, um, and you know the other Blue Apron and all the big names that. Well, I don't know that you hear all the time, but here in the U.S., uh, we hear all the same ads all the time. So it's you know, it's, it's seeing more and more advertisers would would be good for the for the longevity and and stability of the platform. But also, I like how I like how much of a relationship podcasters build with their advertisers, and how it you know you can kind of tell when somebody is reading a script for something that they enjoy rather than something that they are told to read for. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I, I think th- as much as I'm, and I, I think you're the same, not necessarily a fan of dynamic ad injection right. because it's not done well. Right. Um, that doesn't mean that the, that the technology, I mean, I, I love the tech behind it. I think it's, it's great. I love the idea that you can, you know, slice just slice the audio mm-hmm. um, and and swap in some different audio, but and that makes complete sense. Yeah, unless it can be done in a way that sounds more natural, uh, cohesive, and sounds yeah more natural. Then then you know stop it. Um, yeah, exactly. But the the benefit to that of being able to give you more local content, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, which is something that Acast do a bit. I think that's really interesting and. Um, I, there, there are there are interesting possibilities um, for. And we're only starting to really play with play with that medium. Um, you know, the the dynamic ad injection is is it's only caught on in the last couple of years, um, and it's you know we're we're seeing more and more of it. And I think then that there are there are other potentially more interesting ways of being able to deliver content that is. Um, you know that that changes or is more tailored to you. I don't know. Um, that there, there is there is so much untapped potential in this market. Yep, that is, it's it's astounding, really. And and you take other markets, uh, and it's it's interesting why podcasting has been. I would say slow to innovate. Hmm. I, I think in terms of the. Not just the technology, I think the the programming has innovated. You know, the actual yeah. content that we make and the different styles of shows. You know, we've gone from it basically being a rebroadcast of a live show yep. to, you know, some really interesting um, dramas and, yes. you know, comedies and all sorts of things. Like, we've really, really made strides. But we are still talking about the same kind of problems and and it does interest me that in that way we haven't really moved along. Yeah, it's true. So this has been fun. Very. Uh, I think we should probably do this again. That sounds good. How about next week? Yes, when I hopefully don't have a cold. Yes. Um, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, probably the best place is on Twitter at the pod playlist. Um, you can also look at my other podcasts at podcastadvocate.network. How about you? I can be found on the internet shouting <clears throat> into the void uh, on Twitter at uh, I am Stedman, um, stedman.io, and also, of course, Podient. Uh, if you're interested, podient.co is the place to go to host a podcast. Uh, and then you can speak to Brendan and ask if <laughs> um, you can have it on his network. Um, <laughs> sweet. 
Bitrate is presented and produced by Brandon Hutchins and Mark Stedman. Find show notes at bitrate.podium.co. Next week, the robot rebellion begins. <laughs>